Oh my goodness. Well, Gina, I'm so happy to have you on my podcast. And for those that don't yet know Gina, she's a transformation expert. And not only is she bold and intentional, but she's adventurous. She's Mm -hmm. like been a fast friend of mine that I'm so happy to share with you. And to give you a bit of perspective, of what Gina does and her sense of adventure. She founded the company Blissed Out Fit and Feisty is as a wellness magazine, which then she went and designed the opening to possibility cards to help women discover their inner beauty. And now she has a three-step strategy called Exquisitely Aligned that helps women live life on their terms make an impact and shine so bright that they light the way for others. So I'm just so glad that you're here with me today, Gina. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be in your presence again. And yes, I do feel like we fast became friends and I enjoy that. (laughs) I'm grateful. Yes. Yes. Oh, good. So I find that your energy is so high and magnetic. And you know, even though I feel like I've known you for years, it's just a thrill to have you here. And I thought that for this conversation, we would talk about a topic that we have in common. And that is to start, we both come from a place of really wanting to help people to start following their own path. And that- mm-hmm everyone's a unique being and we have a unique calling to be here. And, you know, I think of that in the nature of the company name I chose of Spark Path, which Mm -hmm. is intended to spark that light within you to find your path and to find your footing on that path Mm -hmm. and return to what one knows to be true. And I know you feel that same way. Matter of fact, you wrote this beautiful blog on this topic. And in that blog, there was something that just really like screamed at me, which is the desire for more. Mm -hmm. And I think in this era where we want more, we want to consume more, we want to absorb more, we want to deplete more. I love your take, which is we need more joy. We need more deeper connections. We need more bigger dreams to come to fruition and we need more fulfillment in life. And so I just wanted to celebrate that and and have you expand how you arrived to that way of looking at the desire for more. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's one of the fun things to talk about. And yes, my yearning for more was different than even the person I was telling that to. I mean, I'm going to go back. So my son was, well, we didn't adopt our daughter yet. So probably about 18, 19 years ago, when it happened that I was feeling this way, like I want more. And so I was telling somebody who knew me very well. She knew me before I even met my husband. She knew me before I became a mom. Like, so when I said this to her, you know, and I couldn't describe at that point what more was. I just knew I was missing something and it was annoying. me. It was really like eating at me. Like there's got to be more to this than just that. And she looked at me, I'll never forget, because I've never 
felt so judged before in my life. I mean, this, well, I bit, felt judged before, but not like this. She said, what do you, what do you mean? You got this great husband, you have a healthy son, you have this gorgeous house and you just came back from Italy. And I was like, yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. Like, and I just quieted myself and even my husband, he couldn't understand it. But for me, the more like you were talking about indulgences and all of these things, it's like that depth, that richness. And, and I think that's probably why we became fast friends because we're able to have that richness in conversation very quickly, even as two complete strangers meeting via Zoom, right? And, and I think that when it's hard to describe something, and then instead of the other person saying, well, gee, what does that mean for you? Or how can I help you achieve more? But I'm finding now with the work I do, this is happening in teenagers. This is happening in people in their 20s. I think people are realizing it's not just about having like a beautiful whatever house, car. It's like want something rich and the rich doesn't have to be money, but this depth and like a relationship, this depth in a conversation, this depth in, you know, I was just speaking to someone, she arrived back from Spain yesterday and she was like, it's just so fabulous to be in another country. I said, I know, hear a different language, see different clothing, different face shapes, hair color, a food experience. Like, that's why I feel like I'm alive, you know? And I was like, yes, I wish I could buy an airline ticket. Like, yes, I was living vicariously through her. But I was like, that's the richness of being able to explore, see how other people live, whether it's a first world country or not. Going to sometimes third world countries is a real rich experience too, because you come home going, wow, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I, and it's also those times, especially when the language isn't a language you speak well, that you are really invited to look for the greater meaning and to pay attention to expressions of people's faces yes. and to see the body language. So right. you are unintentionally in that deeper place and looking mm -hmm. for deeper meaning. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think it's interesting too, you had mentioned that in your experience, when you were seeking something mm -hmm. more, but in that deeper place and that more meaningful place, you were met with that confusion and a misunderstanding, you know, and even a sense of judgment around that from other people. And, you know, it's so much sadly, what I think a lot of people experience when they do have those deep dreams and desires. And, you know, I think there's just so many layers of, you know, I was speaking to someone earlier that made a reference of following the yellow brick road, which right. is so that someone else laid for us. <laughs> so I think it it's just a really fascinating topic. And I know you wrote, uh, again, I'll include in the show notes, this blog that was so <laughs> great of five essential things that you can do to write and play by your own rules. Mm -hmm. And while I would love to spend time on all five, there's three that I was like, oh my gosh, let's touch on these. And the first one was stop chasing your dreams. Yes. They're not running from you. And I would love to hear you talk to us about this. What does that mean? 
Yeah. So I'm not a runner. I only run when I see a snake and it's usually in place. My legs are moving and my body is not. <laughs> But so it, it means a couple things. I think when we run or we chase after things, we get tired. And I think a lot of people believe that the proper thing to do is to chase your dreams and really go after them hard. But I, I find that the people who do, they do become exhausted like they're running a marathon. It's never ending. There's no real result. There's no real celebration of of ending in the right place, their right place, whatever they thought that was. For me, it's about when we partner with our dreams and really take them in from every aspect, from what do we really value? What would it, my husband and I, we always dream of world travel and we have traveled to different places and really enjoyed it. And so for us, it's giving up Starbucks coffee for five, six bucks to save for the airline ticket. So it's like you start partnering, your decisions start matching up to what your goals or your desires or dreams are. And I think when you come from that place, you're just mindful every moment of the day. How does this play into what my final destination or my dreams are like for us it was moving to California unfortunately it became during a pandemic right we we just said okay summer of 2020 it would be perfect because one child the oldest is going to college the youngest is going to high school and this just will be ideal right well things were different but we still made it work because every for those four years of this planning we partnered with what our dream was to be in sunny, which it's not today, but most of the time, sunny Southern California in Orange County. And I think it takes away that exhaustion of running and puts us in a place where it's like a commitment. And I use the example of my husband and I like to travel. My husband and I wanted to move here, but it doesn't have to be with somebody else. It's partnering yourself just to make that point of aligning with it, I think. Yeah. I love the idea of partnering with your dream. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, you mentioned this too, and I really have found this to be a hundred percent accurate is when that partnership is established, Mm -hmm. then you attract more to support you with that. And it's, you know, I feel like it's the unseen world is then supporting you in ways our busy minds just can't even fathom. Right. And that's the other part of that great point, Erica, is that when you're running to a destination, you're chasing this desire, dream, it might not be the right one for for me, it might not be the right one for you, right? And so if you, you're talking about this energy that then attracts the right things, it might be bigger than what you ever dreamt. It might be include more people than whatever you dreamt. It might be, I don't know, in a destination other than you thought. For instance, my husband and I originally, our intention was Maui. That was where we were going. And three different people said, you know what? Three people that didn't know each other on different days in different settings said the exact same sentence. Because you have a daughter going into high school, you really ought to give good consideration to California. The school systems will support her better than on the islands of Hawaii. And so it was like, oh, okay. So 
because we had put out the intention of partnering with, we'd like to be by a beach. We'd like to, to be warm. We'd like to have less winter <laughs> and more spring, summer, fall, you know, no snowstorms, la, la, la. Then we realized, okay, so that can shift instead of Maui, here we are. And so I'm glad you brought that up because that's a, an amazing thing that does happen if we open our hearts to it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that. And that openness mm-hmm. of being open to whatever will the outcome could be, you, you know, right. the intention is there to magnetize and, and with your dream and that partnership and then being open to receive. Yeah. And then, you know, in, you also had mentioned being your own authority. Mm-hmm. And I say this over and over and would just love to have you share your angle on this because I think it's sometimes a little too soft for people to fully grasp. So I'd love Mm -hmm. to have you like explain what that means to you. Perfect. So I believe, especially because I come from a fashion background that we live in a world that begs us to conform. I like to call it the one size fits all and that a woman of a certain age should be like, look like, whatever, you fill in the blank. And it goes as for men too. And there are these, I wanna say, pretend rules and roles that we kind of fall into. And I see them as being dangerous because when we play by the rules and fall into these roles, we start giving up parts of who we truly are who we were born to be, who we're supposed to be or called to be, I like to say. And what I found for myself is I usually gain weight and I usually don't feel good. And that don't feel good could be anything, just more often catching colds or just feeling tired. I meet so many people now that I'm 54 in my life that they're exhausted, they're busy. And it's like, well, what are you busy doing? Are you busy playing a role? Are you busy following the rules that your child's birthday party has to have X, Y, Z, a circus zoo, a circus team doing a- It is a zoo. Right, (laughs) and and then it becomes a zoo. Like I, I just see so many people running in- what I call circles, but running and running and running. And, you know, well, the kids need to do all these activities for, for what? And I think that if we give ourselves or allow ourselves the ability to cut free from those roles and rules, we'll find out we free up about 80% of our time. And then we could be us. And that's, that that's less exhausting. I like to say when you're, trying to be something you're not, we usually become sad, possibly even depressed, but we don't feel right. We might be exhausted or tired or frustrated. Is it a lot of, I see people and I'm like, God, they are so frustrated. And it was just being like a little bit out of balance, I guess I would say. And so for me, it's called exquisitely aligned. That's what I believe when we really partner and allow that part of us in our knowing, in our guidance, intuition. I'd like to meet people where they are. So whatever word matches up where we are authentic, it we just find this beautiful freedom. Everything falls into place. You know what I mean? Like you you have more time in your day and the right people just pop like you and I connecting, right? 
it, it was just, I'm getting goosebumps as I even say that, Erica, but it just, yeah, I can talk to you. Hey, great. Okay. Wow. We have a lot in common. Yes. This is a great match. You know, we, we have this ability to see, I want to say, and feel what's right. The more yeah. we become ourselves. Yeah. The less we, we play those rules and roles and Listen, I'm not asking people to blow through stop signs and street lights, but the the ones that keep you from being your true self, those are the ones I would say it's time to let go of, really. Yeah. And to add to that, I think the invitation for one to honor their authority is just to pause a moment and check in with themselves. You know, what would my what would the wiser Erica do right now? <laughs> You know, or what would the wiser Gina say to me right now? Yeah. And it it just is that second, that pause that can allow you to be like, oh, wait, I'm not going to follow that pattern. I'm going to shift and start anew. Mm-hmm. From my yoga background, I usually ask people to take a nice full breath. That pause you're talking about, oftentimes we don't give it to ourselves and Nobody can take it away from us. So why not give yourself that moment to really ground or reconnect or like you said, ask what would the, you know? Yes. I think it's so important and just to, to shake things up in that mm-hmm. moment. And, and speaking of shaking things up, I know you, I mean, you're your history, your stories, your journey, your life's work has been to say yes to the invitation of being intimidated and intrigued and being adventurous instead of, you know, hiding. And so, you know, I, maybe you could talk about, you know, what that twinge can feel like and when to step into it versus when it's not okay to step into it. So I believe there's two invitations from the the universe, from life, from your creator, however you want to talk about it. And intimidated and intrigued would feel both at the same time, probably about 50-50, maybe 40-60-60-40. But in that range where somebody says something to you and in that moment you hear it and you're like, oh, oh, that's a little, I'm not sure if I can do that or how would I do that or I've never tried it, but yet you're intrigued. Like, well, yeah, if I was on the other side of that, that would be pretty cool. Or that would be a place I'd like to be, you know? So I'll give the example of podcasting because on the East coast, while living on the East coast, I should say three, four, five different people told me, you need to have a show. You love to talk. You love meeting people. You'd be natural. And I said to all of them, you are absolutely out of your head. That's like the last thing I need right now. My plate is full. I have absolutely no desire to be a podcaster. And that was the end. Every time I like never thought about it again. So for me, I didn't connect to it then. It didn't resonate. I didn't feel intimidated and intrigued. To me, it it sounded like another to-do item. And it was a to-do that I had absolutely no clue how to do it and no desire to do it. So I think when you hear something that doesn't resonate, that's your answer. That's your truth. Because otherwise it's a rule or a role, right? A year ago, someone said it to me, I think it was March. 
you should do a podcast because I'm doing one and we could like work together and support a close friend who whose business is different, but similar-ish. So anyway, it was like, I heard it for the first time, which is a joke because I'm telling you, I heard it three to five <laughs> times before, but this time was so different. It was like, almost like rushing over me physically, you know, like, oh, wow, that would be, yeah, that would be pretty cool. That might be fun. I don't know how to do it. How would I do it? And then you like, you play these two sides, intimidating. Okay. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to have to learn. There's going to be a, a learning curve, but then it's like, I can meet cool people like Erica. I could talk to people around the world like we could give a voice to what it means to be exquisite and exquisitely aligned. And, and so I very much am an advocate for us each taking a moment like you were talking about and pausing when we hear something that is intimidating and intriguing at the same time and really play with it. That doesn't mean you have to sign up to have a podcast the next day or whatever it is. But put it right, for me, I'm a visual person, so I like to write it down on my to-do list or put a sticky on my computer screen and just keep coming back to it. Another person gave me the idea because I use index cards. Yeah, I'm old-fashioned. But like she said, you know, keep an index card of all your desires and then put it in a box and every now and again, every five days, whatever, once a month, go through and see which one sounds intimidating and intriguing at that time, you know, and the ones that are like, oh God, I don't want to, please, I don't want to be writing articles. Then you put it back in the box and you say, I'm not going to write articles. And I think the more we do that, we stretch ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think we become more of ourselves and more in tune with our gifts. Is it work? Yes. Did I have to learn a lot? Absolutely. Do I still have to do legwork behind the scenes? Yes but it's worth every single ounce of my energy. How do, how do you feel? Would you, like, you probably have a different way of explaining it, but. Everything that you have mentioned at the end here is very, a mutual feeling of, yes, it was a lot of work. Yes, it's incredibly gratifying. Yes, I'm humbled by meeting so many brilliant people that are traveling their life's work, traveling their journey. and. And quite often, many of them are in a place now to talk about it and invite mm -hmm. others to talk about it. And so I just find that the inspiration that fuels me to keep showing up and keep doing the prep work and editing and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as I wrap this up here, I like to ask the question and I'll frame it from your exquisitely aligned kind of lens. What would you tell the younger you? the most practical advice to be exquisitely aligned? Oh, that's a good one. The younger me. I never fit in. I never, never fit in. I never fit into my family. <laughs> but I think for the most part, it would be like, it's not going to be easy, Gina. It's really not going to be easy. You're going to have so many bruises, you know, from life. That, But in, in the end, it's all going to be overwhelmingly worth it. And that you'll see how each of those crazy little trials and tribute, and I don't, I say little, but they weren't little trials and tribulation. But yeah, I would have told her it's going to be really hard, but in the end, it'll be really like, 
I don't want to use the word glamorous, but blissful that you're like, okay, all of that happens so that I could do live my legacy. Yeah. yeah. And arrive here. Yeah, finally. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Gina, it's such a pleasure to be in this space with you. And I really thank you for expanding and talking with my, my people, my following to your insights and your wisdoms. And I will include all of Gina's info in the show notes. And I really, really thank you. Thank you.